Good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Henry Cutter gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news events. And as you know, Haley, as you know this, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. They are, Robert. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, before we get to our guest, we have a... Uh, Update uh, from our governor in uh, Wisconsin, who sounds like he went through a little frightening thing last night. Uh, Let's take a listen to his latest update. Hey there, folks. Governor Tony Evers here. In Wisconsin, we're proud to be America's Dairyland. And for another year, we are thrilled to host the World Dairy Expo right here in Madison. Wisconsin is home to nearly 6,000 dairy farms, more than any other state, The dairy industry contributes $45.6 billion annually to Wisconsin's economy. From farmers and processors to equipment manufacturers and veterinarians, Wisconsin's dairy industry is essential to our state and our country's success. As governor, I meet supporting Wisconsin's dairy and agricultural industries one of my highest priorities. I proudly signed legislation to support initiatives that advance our state's agricultural export program and help bolster the long-term viability of this industry, including projects like the Dairy Innovation Hub and the development of a brand new Center for Dairy Research at UW-Madison. And my 2023-25 budget builds upon my administration's work by making significant investments in our dairy and meat processor grant programs to ensure we have a strong supply chain and in DATCAP's Farmers Mental Health Assistance Programming to ensure farm families have the support to be well. The budget also continued investments in producer-led watershed and conservation efforts to help farmers continue to lead the way on water and land conservation because they know the true value of clean water and fruitful land. Wisconsin's dairy industry is part of our DNA as Wisconsinites. It's part of our heritage and our way of life and it also is an essential part of our state's economy and our future. And we'll keep working to support our farmers, our agricultural industries, and our rural communities that have been the backbone of our state and our economy for generations. So enjoy the World Dairy Expo this week, and take care, folks. Hey, thanks, Governor Evers. Uh, wow, uh, Robert, uh, just uh, we have Robert Lilligren here, CEO and President of Native American Community Development Institute in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. Uh, we were just hearing uh, news earlier, and I, I think I heard from you today that the governor uh, possibly was being attacked, and uh, they put the guy in uh, in jail, and then he claimed bail, and he came back with a shotgun at the Capitol. This is scary. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, first he showed up with a handgun and uh, and then was arrested. He's shirtless in the Capitol, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, it's against the law to uh, open carry in Wisconsin's Capitol. So he was arrested for that. And like you said, was taken to jail, posted bail, and got out and showed up at 9 o'clock at night after the building was closed with an assault rifle, not a shotgun. And... Uh, and a police um, baton, collapsible police baton, he wants to burn the system down with love. He said, "So, wow. So let's all be grateful that Governor Evers is safe and and sound." Hey, before we get uh, going here, talking about the week ahead or the weekend ahead of, uh, of us and what's going on in the avenue, uh, have you ever had any kind of situation like that when you were a uh, elected official? Not like that, not directly that threatening. I mean, I was going door to door once when I was campaigning and got threatened, you know, the owner of the home threatened to shoot me if I didn't leave his property. And then the part of the city of Minneapolis that I represented was a, you know, really transactional and kind of a, a interesting 
place. And so there was just a lot of activity going on. And there were a couple of times when I had to inform the police of things that had been said to me or threats that had been made. And, and you know, mostly I didn't really expect it was a different day back then. I mean, I will yeah. say that. But I just wanted the police chief and the city attorney to know that these threats were being made in case I, you know, showed up in a dumpster someday. At least there'd be crumbs that led back to people that were making threats at me. But, but again, this, you know, this is a different day as far as people carrying firearms, people acting on their, you know, their rage against the government and things like that. Well, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but, uh, I just have to say with the with the uh, House Speaker, uh, you listen to regular media and they make it sound like it's uh, all the Congress that's uh, messing up and not the Republicans. And that really always irks me when they when they talk that way, that they really need to call out these people. And thank goodness we have uh, stations like AM 950 to talk about these things in, in real time and real way. Well, here, here. And so I assume you're talking about the removal of the, the, or the vacating of the Speaker of the House seat by Kevin McCarthy. It was eight Republican Congress people, right, that led this. Uh, I think there's a strong sense among some of the Republican Congress people in the broader Republican community that Democrats are somehow to blame because not a single Democrat voted uh, to retain McCarthy in the speakership, but they weren't offered anything. There was no negotiation. Uh, even plus, Robert, the de- plus January 6th, he totally denied that. He totally denied that uh, Trump had lost the election. I mean, here, here, uh, Democrats don't vote for this loony tune. Ex- exactly. And so McCarthy's playing to this fringe within his own party. I mean, it was conceivable to me that uh, as this uh, collision course with the bar fringe right wing Congress people was approaching, McCarthy could have exercised some state craft and and maybe found some middle coalition willing to to govern that included some Democrats, and it might have been a reshuffling of some committees and things. But he could have got to a place where he could actually govern, but. The party ideology was was too strong, and he was willing to to play to this extreme fringe of his own party, and now he's paid the price. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we got like three minutes left here, and I really want to amplify what's going on in the avenue here uh, in these next few days with Indigenous Peoples Day and just uh, what's happening. Can you fill our audience in? And uh, Oh, my I'm, gosh. There you know. is, we have a richness of activities going on. Uh, as we approach Indigenous Peoples Day, and and then we meet it. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to one of our revered organizations called McGizzy. Uh, it's a youth program, communication and media training, uh, revered, revered org. And their uh, brand new building burned down in the unrest following George Floyd's murder. And so it just opened. And so now they've got a new building just a few blocks from their old one. So I'm going to the opening ceremony for their new building, which is super exciting. And then tomorrow here in Minneapolis on the riverfront, we have the Awamni Festival, Awamni Falling Water. It's the falls uh, right downtown, and it's a native culture, music festival. There's food sales. There's a lot going on. Some of the work I've been doing with an organization called Friends of the Falls that I and Nacti have been doing, my organization, is going to be recognized. Uh, Monday starts with the sunrise ceremony on the west side of the Damakoska, one of our key signature lakes here in, in Minneapolis. And then that goes on. Uh, there's things going on all day. St. Paul, there's a big festival. And then uh, the Make Voting a Tradition, which is a civic engagement uh, initiative of our organization, NACDI, is going to be honored with a, a National Association of Secretary of State's Award for Civic Engagement. And our Secretary of State from Minnesota will be there to present it to us. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we only got a few seconds left here, but I just want to give a shout-out. Native Ritz Radio is going to live stream that on all our networks. And uh, we're excited to to partner with you guys and support all the great work that you do uh, as Native American Community Development Institute. Thanks. 
All right. Hey, Robert, say hi to everyone at McGeezy for me. And uh, really appreciate you stopping in real quick here. And have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. See you, Haley. It was great seeing you both at the market today. Right on. Hey, we'll be right back. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll have Trisha Zunker on another Ho-Chunk. Oh, we'll be right back. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Are you remote workers putting your company at risk? Not sure what steps to take to secure your data? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide with the five steps to securely work from home. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, uh, we're having an all-Ho-Chunk uh, show right now with Haley, uh, myself, and we have Trisha Zunker here, which is, uh, oh, your beautiful baskets. I forgot all about those, Trisha. That's great to see you. And uh, Trisha's going to stop in and give us an update, and we're really excited to have you on, Trisha. And we know that there's stuff happening in central Wisconsin that we want to let all our, all our relatives know about this weekend. And uh, I just have to ask you real quick off-subject. Uh, we were just had a, a piece from uh, Governor Evers uh, in the first segment, and also we heard about the thing that happened at the Capitol. We're just appalled here, and uh, geez, it's it's rough being a, a politician now at times. Hi, everybody. Yes, thank you so much for um, allowing me some time to visit with you today. It's an honor to share this virtual space and the airwaves with you. Um, as for that incident, I have to be honest, I have been so busy with, with the powwow and Native American art market that I have not even been in touch with the news for four hours. So um, generally, though, I know it's really awful just to see how much division there is in society overall. I mean, ultimately, I think when, when we get down to it, we're more alike than we're different. And it's too bad that um, it's come to such uh, extremes because I think that we are all better than that, regardless of of um, how one might identify politically. Yeah, that's a perfect segue, and I think that's enough said uh, about that. We talked a little bit about earlier in in the in the in the show. Let's talk about uh, the powwow here happening in the central Wisconsin and on in, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and we're really excited. Uh, Things are going crazy here in Minnesota in a good way, and I know in Wisconsin, too. Let's talk about that and let our relatives know what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Robert, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I grew up in Wausau. And then I, um, and when I was growing up, there was a local powwow just, you know, 
something that we had here locally for the indigenous community and of course the greater community. And um, then I, I was gone for a number of years. You know, I went off to college and law school and worked in other places. And when I returned back um, home to my community of Wassa, it was really, a, really clear that we were missing something. We didn't have really any event here. That, that powwow was no longer happening. And um, so what happened is that I worked on uh, getting Indigenous Peoples Day recognized first locally with uh, the Wassa mayor at the time and then the Marathon County Board of Supervisors. And I lobbied Governor Evers um, for a proclamation, though I think he fully, of course, was going to do that anyway, but certainly the momentum coming out of central Wisconsin didn't hurt. And um, so with that proclamation, part of the thing that we decided was we really need to bring a powwow back, an Indigenous Peoples Day powwow. So we formed a local um, nonprofit, Indigenous-led nonprofit, uh, Central Wisconsin Indigenous Peoples Day. We had the first Indigenous Peoples powwow here in 2019. We couldn't in 2020 and 21, of course, due to COVID. Uh, had a great one again last year. And then the uh, next one is coming up this weekend. Uh, it is October 7th and 8th. It is at the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center in Rothschild. There's been some rumors floating around about location. It's not at the same place as last year. It's not at the pavilion. It is at the convention center in Rothschild. Grand entry is at uh, 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Saturday and 12 p.m. on Sunday. We have 30 Native American craft vendors for the Native American art market. We would love if people come out and support our Native uh, crafts uh, artisans and, and crafts, uh, crafters, uh, but that's what it is. It's coming up quick. We're gonna have a traditional feast at 5 p.m. on Saturday. That's gonna be made by Myrna Littlewolf from uh, Whitmore and her crew. And uh, it's gonna be a really good weekend. That's exciting. And uh, remind our audience too what what I uh, what I like to talk about too is that you know we have a lot of people that are curious that aren't Native American, and this is open to the public. And there's uh, some things that we'd like to talk about, and one of them would be you know be uh, courteous, uh, uh, don't take pictures of people without asking, and and things like that, Trisha. So it's open to the public, and I, I want to let everybody know that listens to the show that. Come on down and support support this great uh, great event. Absolutely, Robert. It is open to the public. It's free. We don't charge admission because we don't want that to be a barrier for people. We want everybody to come out. This is for everybody. Um, you know, we have our indigenous community here that we can. Um, we don't have to leave our community for an event. Uh, it's open to the greater community. If people have never attended a powwow before, I certainly recommend to try to get to a grand entry if you can, uh, because that's really a beautiful and moving and powerful experience. Um, and then one thing that I realized last year that was really interesting is the indigenous, the greater indigenous community, they had a reason to come here last year. People were excited to come to Wassa that normally might not have a reason to. So it's been really exciting. And again, let's not lose sight of, of our reason behind it also is to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, we uh, have Indigenous Peoples Day coming up on Monday to celebrate our continued existence um, our way of life, our contributions to society. And, um, and I think that this is a really awesome way to do that. Absolutely. We're still here, Trisha. We are still here and come celebrate. It is a, just to be clear with everyone, it is a, it isn't a ceremony. It's a, a celebration and also, uh, support the vendors. If the vendors are there selling things, anyone can wear, whether it's earrings or t-shirts or scarves or, or any kind of bling or whatever the vendors are selling, anyone can buy those, especially if the vendors are selling them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come out and support the vendors. Um, this, for a, a lot of individuals, might be a primary source of income and um, really just beautiful items that you're going to see. I personally can't wait to go and pick up some more earrings. <laughs> I can't have enough earrings. But, yeah, it's um, completely open to the public. Again, please come out. And i um, really excited to, to have this event here. So let's give the dates again. we got a couple more minutes with you. Uh, I think we have to say that six times for people to remember. So <laughs> it's this weekend, uh, 7th and the 8th. Grand entry, I believe, is at 1. 
Um, you don't want to miss the grand entry, correct, Tricia? Uh, it's just a, a beautiful uh, uh, with the dancers and uh, the regalia, and uh, they're not costumes, everyone, and they're regalia, and uh, it's I, I, you have to make that. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for highlighting the the language there, because we do want to make sure we're showing respect and referring to regalia. They're not costumes. Um, and so grand entry, uh, for those of you who haven't ever attended before, uh, what you would witness would be um, the veterans bringing in the flags and leading the dancers in. And then the dancers would come in by dance category and they mm-hmm. fill the arena. And for our first powwow in 2019, we had 200 dancers in the arena for Saturday night. It was incredible. Uh, and I think we're going to have a lot of interest this year. We have, it's looking like 10 drum groups and we're, you know, we're asking drum groups to come on down. I'm hoping to have, you know, the honorarium for everybody. Um, we are a nonprofit. We just fundraise uh, for this event. So we do have limited funds, but um, we really hope that everybody can come down. Um, we are having three sessions again, just as a reminder for those of you listening. So Saturday is 1 PM and 7 PM. And those sessions last about three hours. So I know some people are confused by the flyer when they see 7 p.m. on Saturday. That's not when it ends. That's when the second session starts. Mm -hmm. And then we start a little bit earlier on Sunday at 12 p.m. And we'll probably wrap up, I'm thinking, no later than 4. You know, we want to make sure that people have enough time to get on the road and, and travel safely home. Absolutely. And Trisha, I just got to point this out and, uh, and people, especially in Wisconsin, know who you are. And uh, uh, I just want to say a big peeny geeky thank you for all you do for Wisconsin and also stepping up and running for office. That's a huge deal. And, um, you know, you've been on uh, some of our symposiums during COVID, which was really important for the Native community all over Turtle Island to touch base and see how everyone's doing. And I just want to, I haven't really had a, a good opportunity on air to really thank you for your work in the past and, of course, in the future here. Well, I want to thank you for that. Uh, I'm deeply humbled and honored to be able to do what I can. You know, you commented on my baskets, and um, my grandmother was a basket maker. Her parents, um, that was their source of livelihood, you know, selling baskets on roadsides before there were even roads. Um, and so when I look at the baskets, they remind me of my grandmother. Um, they're beautiful, of course, but they also remind me of perseverance and resilience. That's what they represent to me. And it's a, a, a reminder that they didn't go through all the struggles that they did. So I could just be here now today and not do what I can. So I feel a, a sort of sense of obligation and duty, frankly, um, but in a good way. I don't mean that to have a negative connotation. So I appreciate your kind words. I, again, it's, I'm humbled and honored to do whatever I can and um, also to, to hold my hand back for those coming up um, after me and, and help them in any way that I can. Well, Trisha, you are definitely a doer and I appreciate you having, uh, having you uh, on the show and it makes me look good when good people like you are on my show. So I appreciate it. Hey, one more time about the Powell and the Times and the location real quick. Absolutely. So Central Wisconsin Indigenous Peoples Day Powell and Native American Art Market is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, October 7th and 8th. It is at the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center at 10101 Market Street, Rothschild, Wisconsin, Grand entry on Saturday is 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. And uh, on Sunday at 12 p.m. We hope to see you there. It's free admission, open to the public. Thank you. Trisha, thanks so much. for We'll be right back. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. 
In recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, this message is brought to you by Strong Hearts Native Helpline, a culturally appropriate domestic and sexual violence helpline for Native American and Alaska Natives. Advocates provide free support and advocacy 24-7. Call or text 1-844-762-8483, that's 1-844-7-NATIVE, or chat online at strongheartshelpline.org. Safe, anonymous, confidential, 24-7. The Guthrie Theater presents For the People, an irreverent new comedy born of the Twin Cities Native community. In the play, April Dakota dreams of opening a wellness center on Franklin Avenue to serve the Native community. She's counting on a grant to make it happen, but when her presentation goes sideways, she's forced to make a decision that puts the community and her culture at risk. On stage now through November 12th, Tickets at GuthrieTheater.org. That's through November 12th. GuthrieTheater.org. 2023 is here, and you can make it the Year of the Eagle with the National Eagle Center. You and your family can enjoy exciting eagle experiences, including field trips, private habitat tours, and exclusive behind-the-scenes tours. Meet live eagles up close, view bald eagles and golden eagles in the wild, and receive personal one-on-one education with dedicated and knowledgeable eagle experts as you journey into the world of eagles like never before. Learn more and plan your unforgettable eagle experience today at nationaleaglecenter.org slash experiences. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when I have to get service done, there's only one place I go. Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyota's inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with their Hunter Quick Check Drive Inspection Service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check out their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Hey, it's Tom. Fossil fuels continue to have negative impacts on our environment. Luckily, there are more ways now than ever to use renewable energy in your home or business. All Energy Solar offers smart energy solutions like custom solar paneling, electric vehicle chargers, and energy storage. Solar panel systems can last for decades, meaning you can help the environment and cut back on electric bills for years to come. There are incentives and rebates available to most people who install solar energy, too. Last year, the federal solar tax credit increased to a 30% tax credit. This incentive can be used in combination with other incentives from your utility, county, or city. But don't delay or miss out, as many of these incentives are limited to only a certain number of people. So have a professional from All Energy Solar help you discover how solar can power up your property while saving on your energy costs. Call 800-620-3370 or visit allenergysolar.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 42, Friday rain with a high near 51, and Saturday partly sunny with a high near 53. Experience the bold flavors of Szechuan and Mandarin cuisine at the Great Wall Restaurant. Indulge in their menu favorites like the hot and sour soup, sesame chicken, and Peking duck. Order for takeout and view the extensive menu at greatwallydina.com. Conveniently located just south of 50th and France Edina. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by JS Bean Factory off Randolph Avenue in St. Paul. Hey, I love their coffee. Love, love, love their coffee. Get Steve's blend. That's the dark roast. I love it. Hey, we are here with Samantha Still, and she's a communications manager at Strong Hearts Helpline. It's a national domestic and sexual violence helpline headquartered here in Minneapolis. And uh, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we are going to be talking a little bit about Strong Hearts and what they do for the community and uh also, we have a Let's Talk Empowerment on October seventeenth, twenty twenty three. That you can tell us a little more, a little bit more about your virtual event and what's happening. Just a big uh, hello and a who uh, welcome, Samantha. Yes, hi. Thank you for having me. 
Our communications team has planned our very first live chat via Zoom titled Let's Talk Empowerment, which will feature our CEO, Lori Jump, which y'all have had the pleasure of meeting before. We'll be talking talking about strong hearts, culturally appropriate support and advocacy and why it's important to Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Yeah, I I wonder if we could go over some of the... uh some of the uh, services that you guys provide, because I know we've been in partnership with you guys over the years and you've really grown and uh, really, it's been a very important part of our community all over Turtle Island. Yeah, so some of the things that our advocates provide, um, one of the main things that um, we actually get calls for is peer support. We also offer help for um, safety planning. We um, give our um, relatives resources to local, or sorry, um, we give them referral, or not referrals, we um, refer them, I guess, yes, to um, local resources in their tribal community or in their surrounding areas. Yeah. And, you know, Samantha, I understand that you guys are approaching your seventh year in operations, and that's how long Native Roots Radio has been on, too. So can you talk to me about some of the transformations and how Strongheart has really evolved over the years? Yes, we are quickly approaching seven years in operation. Congratulations to you guys. Seven years is quite the time. Um, If you don't mind, I'd kind of like to talk a little bit about um, how we how we were born and then go into some of the um, you know obstacles and things we've we've gone through over the past seven years. Um, so in 2016, the National Domestic Violence Hotline and the National Indigenous Resource Center noticed that despite the disproportionate numbers of Native Americans and Alaska Natives experiencing violence, our relatives who needed support were not reaching out. So thankfully, those organizations were forward thinking enough to create strong hearts to be a resource for our relatives. We were born and here we are almost seven years later with nearly 50,000 contacts to our line. But in those almost seven years of being in operation, um, we've done quite a few different things. One of the main things we did within those seven years was increase our hours of operation. When we first started, we were um, do, we were open during normal business hours, and we seen that even though when uh, we our relatives would call us, they after hours they would have an option to press one and be transferred to a different hotline. And our relatives just weren't doing that. They wanted to wait until the next day to speak to a native advocate. And so, out of that need, we increased our services to twenty four seven, three sixty five, three hundred sixty five days a year. Um, so that was a major thing we did was increase our hours of operation. Not only did we do that, we also added two different ways our survivors could contact us. One of those was um, by text by phone and also chat via our website. In those seven years, we've also added two different, two other training components that cover sexual assault. And most recently, we partnered with the Department of Homeland Security's The Blue Campaign, adding a training component to cover uh, human trafficking. Yeah, that's really, really huge. Uh, And over the past six years, uh, what have been some of your unexpected hurdles uh, that you've had to overcome? Yeah, so like a lot of different organizations within the past several years, we had to implement and practice social distancing. And we had to have a social distancing protocol, which led us to uh, needing some more space. So what we did is we did a hybrid um, schedule for our advocates and then eventually went to um, all remote. We didn't think that it would become a permanent tool of operation for us. But as it turns out, it it worked for our organization. And just recently, we became a fully remote remote organization. Uh, What began as an obstacle to overcome became one of our our positives by forcing us to open up job opportunities for applicants nationwide. And we presently have advocates in 15 different states throughout Turtle Island. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, So Strong Hearts is is gathering real-time data on a national basis. Why is this so, so, so important? Yeah, so in general, there has been very little data being collected on Native populations nationwide. At Strong Hearts, we're identifying those types of the types of abuse being reported, and service barriers and the lack of available resources. We know that access to resources is severely lacking. Let me give you an example. 
there's just over 5,000 uh, shelters in service organizations in this country, yet only 300 of those are Native Center. That's why it's important for our advocates to be prepared to give all of our contacts the best support system we can offer, including things such as crisis intervention and safety planning. Um, our advocates understand that Native American and Alaska Natives need, need and they deserve culturally appropriate support and advocacy. And when resources aren't available, our advocates help our contacts to navigate violence with information and education on how to organize, uh, recognize red flags and how to plan for safety. You know, what are some of the uh, uh, the top needs that Strong Hearts is uh, uh, to get past a service, identified as getting past uh, some service barriers? So we know that 76% of the time, Strong Hearts advocates are providing peer support. That's what, that's what our callers need is peer support, followed by education on red flags and healthy relationships, and then making referrals to shelter and local resources. But when it comes to barriers for service, like many, our challenge, we're challenged by barriers involving transportation, financial constraints, and the need for anonymity. One of the things we're proud to do, to offer our contacts, we're proud to refer them back to local resources. We're especially proud of our exist our extensive. Sorry, I'm getting a little tongue tied here. Our extensive database of native centered providers that we can refer our contacts to if needed. Um, the need for anonymity in the native community is huge, right? Um, mm -hmm. Confidentiality, confidentiality, and an Anonymity are foundational to strong hearts. We all know the saying, um, we're all related, right, mm -hmm. on, on Turtle Island. And sometimes that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. So when our relatives are reaching out for support, sometimes their first call is not going to be to their local resource, right, because they may know somebody who works there and they're not ready for everybody to know what's going on. And so us being the first people they call the first line of defense, if you will, um, gives them a, a sense of them having the anonymity that they're sometimes looking for. You know, that is a really good point, And I never really, really thought about that. But that is really uh, a good point And a, a good way to go about it. I know, you know, you've received a lot of context over you know, the last six years, you know, what what kind of abuses is uh, reported? Yeah, so we have things that are reported like um, um, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, cultural abuse. Um, uh, let's see, things like, um, those are three of our bigger things that are reported. Mm -hmm. Hey, what can you define a cultural abuse for our audience? I know that's kind of a not a vague, but I know you and I understand stand what that could be. Could you just explain that real quick? Yeah, cultural abuse, and it's something that you may not even think is happening to you, right, when you're in a relationship. But if your your partner is keeping you from, you know, going to to do a sweat or participating in. Um, uh, tribal doings that your that your reservation is holding, um, even things like a powwow for some could be a cultural doing. So things that you find comfort in um, within your your tribal community um, that your partner is keeping you from can be identified as cultural abuse. Yeah, that's a that's a hard one too. That that, uh, that runs deep, uh, as many of these are. Uh, it's, it's just a great, uh, organization. We're here with Samantha Still of Strong Hearts, uh, the Native Helpline, which has just been so exciting over the years to see you grow and, uh, and really help our community. And I, I really, I really like how we brought up the fact that, um, you know, that you, you help navigate this because sometimes our community is too uh, tied in with the, with people and everyone. Like I know as Ho-Chunks, darn, we're all related, literally, you know, <laughs> literally down the road. It's like, wow. But, yeah, I mean, and it's a serious thing too. Yeah, the need for anonymity is probably one of the more important things. Um, 
our advocates, it, our, our line is 100% confidential. Um, we, we don't take any personal information. And so you know that you're free to call our line and that your, your story and your information is safe with our advocates. Well, we've been talking about the line. Uh, we're about to wrap up this segment. Why don't we give uh, out uh, the number? Uh, I think that's really important, and we should do that a few times, too, in the next uh, next segment because uh, there's people out there listening all over Turtle Island that may need this help or know somebody that needs that now. Yeah, so you can call or text one eight four four seven native That's one eight four four seven six two. 8483. You can also chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org and we are 24 7. Wow, that's exciting. Samantha, you have time to, to hang on for another another segment here because I, uh, I'd i like to go over a little more of that information that we have. Uh, you've given us a lot of information. We can chew on it and, and talk a little bit more about it and get the n- number out there again. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we're here with Samantha Still of Stronghearts Native Helpline, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. In recognition of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, this message is brought to you by Strong Hearts Native Helpline, a culturally appropriate domestic and sexual violence helpline for Native American and Alaska Natives. Advocates provide free support and advocacy 24-7. Call or text 1-844-762-8483, that's 1-844-7-NATIVE, or chat online at strongheartshelpline.org. Safe, anonymous, confidential, 24-7. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. Even though Auto Technical is a small nonprofit, we have helped more families with transportation than any organization in Minnesota. Since 94, we have reconditioned donated vehicles so they have a higher tax benefit. Call Richard at 612 919 5526. 612 919 5526 or Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Hey, hey, we're here with Samantha Still, uh, Stronghearts Native Helpline, uh, and we're talking uh, uh, about the helpline and the history and the things that it does. I, I, I want to also just give the number again, one eight four four seven native That's one eight four four seven six two eight four eight three 762 or org. That's strongheartshelpline.org. One word. They're open 24 hours seven days a week. Hey, uh, Samantha, thanks again for coming on. I just, uh, it just feels like today we've had, uh, really a show on really important work and, uh, it's great to have those and great to see our community reaching out to our community and, uh, in a good way. I, I want to ask you, what are, what is, what is the thing that you want people to remember about strong hearts? Yeah, there's, 
I can go on and on, but there's yeah. a couple things <laughs> that I I like to highlight. Um, our advocates, all of our advocates, are 100% Native American. They they are all they are all Native American on the line. So when you're calling, you're going to get somebody who understands what you're going through. They understand your 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 trauma. They understand generational trauma. So you're going to get on the line with somebody who understands you. And although we are culturally appropriate for Native Americans and Alaska Natives, we will help anybody who calls our line if that's mm -hmm. getting you resources or um, forwarding you to um, a different helpline. We are there for whoever contacts our line. Um, I just want to highlight again our event on October 17th, Let's Talk Empowerment with CEO Lori Jump. We have LinkedIn, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. You can go to any one of our um, our social media platforms to register for that um, that very important talk. Yeah, that is, uh, and thanks for bringing that up again, because that is very important. And I think uh, for myself, uh, doing this show over the years and really um, finding out and being keyed in on how important something like this, not only just in the community, but our community, especially because of all the trauma that uh, a lot of our people and most of our people have a carry with them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, even throughout my, um, my time with strong hearts, you know, I, I was, I'm close-knitted into my tribal community and there's things that I still am learning about my community being in this position and all of the information that I gather while being here is making me so rich um, and so fortunate. Yeah, and it is. And it's and it's a thing that I think nowadays, you know, I'm 62 years old and nowadays we can talk about a lot of things. I mean, you know, for me being a, a, a male, I was always told not to cry and it shows lack of power. And, and a lot of times abuse and trauma come from those places of power. And we, we, we want to be vulnerable and emotional and human. And I think everybody wants to be that way, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And we really need, we need to help people that are um, in situations that, that aren't good. Yes, I, I think it's important that we remember that our our ancestors, they were strong and they were resilient and we must carry that forward and show that we are too strong and our people are resilient and we can get through and we have got through a lot of different things. Yeah. Haley, uh, you, have you, you've been listening intently. Have you any questions here? Uh, I want to give out the number again and uh, how important it is, but I know it's really important uh, for our, our women to listen and hear this. But I just want to say uh, one more time, the number is one eight four four seven native That's one eight four four. 762-8483 or www.strongheartshelpline.org and hours of operation are 24-7. Yeah, I just got to say thank you, Big Pinagigi Sam, for coming on with us. And I'm really, really grateful that Native uh, Stronghearts Native Helpline is a thing. You know, like before, I had never heard of a, such a service like this. And I, I will say, you know, I... You know, being in therapy and overcoming trauma and things like that, you know, going to a normal, um, you know, therapy place and trying to get them to understand the pain and the trauma that comes from maybe not growing up in the culture or losing that in the family. And, you know, they don't always know the right thing to say. And I feel like we really need that as natives and we need someone on our side and who's been through it and who has that generational trauma. So they know exactly one, how you're feeling, but also know how to support you in that type of pain as well. Yes, I agree. And we have a lot of different resources on our website, and we have um, a specific section on there that'll talk you through how to support a loved one who is experiencing sexual or domestic violence, because everybody unfortunately knows someone. And our website is a great tool for anybody to utilize who is looking for more information, whether you are a victim, a survivor, or somebody who loves somebody who's going through this situation. We have a ton of great resources on our website. Please, please, when you have a chance, uh, visit our website and look at those resources. Well, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, abuse with uh, uh, our uh, 
people's abuse, you know, I, I guess one of the things I want to talk about too is that abuse is not just physical. There's an emotional abuse, and whether we talked about earlier about keeping people away from their culture uh, is abuse, and that's part of a, a long line of things that, that could happen that our relatives have to be aware for us sometimes. Yes, um, I think there's a lot of things that can qualify as abuse that you Unless you're educated about abuse, you're not going to realize that you're in an abusive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I keep plugging in our website, but again, on our website, we have a healthy relationship quiz um, because sometimes you're not going to know that you're that you're in an abusive relationship or that your partner is abused. So if you have any questions or doubts in your mind, head over to our website, take that healthy relationship quiz, and our advocates. One of the things they offer is peer support. Call, call our line. Talk through your situation. Our advocates are there to help walk you through if you're going through something that you're unsure if it's abuse or not. They, they, they will help you get through that and, and help you find an answer. You know, with pain, there's growth. And what a, a great way to get help through Strong Hearts uh, Native Hotline to get uh, the help you need. We all need help, and, and we all are not sure when we're in the middle of the fire what the fire is all about. So it's it's great to be able to reach out, whether it's over the phone or on the website, like you said. Uh, it's important. Don't be afraid. The opposite of fear is faith. And um, with having somebody like Strong Hearts Native Hotline supporting you, um, yeah, I it's I just can't say enough about your organization. And, and, and it's proof in the pudding of the growth in the last six years, Samantha. Yes, we we have grown exponentially and we are all super proud of the growth our organization has seen. Um, our CEO, Lori Jump, she she's a great leader in our organization and she she really does care about the work we do, which all reflects on us. And so we're all very passionate about the work we do here at Strong Hearts Native Helpline. Hey, we only have like a, a minute left. I want you to get that uh, information out again about your your symposium on the 17th. Yes, we're going to have a live Zoom chat titled Let's Talk Empowerment fe- featuring our CEO, Lori Jump. Head over to any one of our social media platforms. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and uh, LinkedIn. You can find the link to register on that October 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, Samantha, still with Strong Hearts uh, Native Helpline, www.strongheartshelpline.org. Thank you so, so much for stopping in. Very important information. We'd love to have you on again and maybe even before uh, the 17th just to remind everyone. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having us and thank you for the continued support. Right on. Hey, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance. We're still here. We are the 7th generation and free leonard peltier now no.